Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today's topic, how to find your purpose. We'll get into it after this. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. I do this at the beginning of every single episode. I'll tell you the affirmation and then we'll say it together, okay? So today's I am affirmation is I am inspirational. Repeat that to yourself. I am inspirational. Now, whatever you're doing every day should inspire someone. I look at my parents. My mom reads her Bible every day. She always feeds the homeless. I'm inspired by that. So it makes me want to read my Bible more or get closer to God. Or it makes me want to give back to the less fortunate or just give back in general. Doing my Go Girl podcast is a form of me giving back. My mom has inspired me. I look at my dad. He's always making sure that he can provide and he's always there for other people. Very generous, has a big heart. And that inspires me to have a big part towards other people as well. So whatever you're doing in your daily life can inspire someone else. So don't think you have to change the world to be a great person and to inspire others. You might be inspiring your children, your nieces, your nephews your goddaughters, your cousins, your friends. Just be inspirational in your everyday living. Now, this week has been tough for a lot of us. We lost Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, known as Gigi, 13 years old, in a plane crash. And there were seven other passengers on this plane who all lost their life. And it's like... We cannot take any moment for granted, right? I'm pretty sure a lot of people picked up that phone to call someone that they love. People probably text and call their friends and family just to say, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Or it's it's crazy how death does that. But we have to stop waiting until someone passes away or until a death happens for us to really reflect and think about how can I be a better person? How can I be more inspirational? Kobe Bryant was very inspirational, very impactful. He made such an impact on the NBA. He was like the greatest and he knew it. He knew it. He fought harder to be better than he was the day before. He fought harder. You know, he's showing up to practice hours beforehand, before anyone else to practice. And to really give it his all every single time. Someone who gives 100% every single time. That's inspirational. Even if you, you don't care for sports. I'm not a big sports person. But I knew the impact he had on the NBA. I knew the impact he had on other basketball players. On 
just having an amazing work ethic. That's inspirational. Like, man, if someone could wake up, they, they feel like they've made it. They still give their all every single time. You have to respect that. And aside from that, him just being a father, a father to four girls, okay? And that's the part that hurts me because I'm very close to my father. I don't even, I, when I heard this news, I was in shock the whole day. I was tense. My body was tense. My jaws were clenched. I could not relax. I was in shock. Like many of you, I'm sure. And then the next day, because I encourage my morning routines, because I'm, I try to meditate every morning. And in my meditation, because it helps you to relax your body and your mind, I cried. And I cried hard. It's like I was releasing the pain or, or releasing the feelings that I had from the day prior. <sighs> So feel what you feel. Cry if you need to. If you're still tense, that's understandable, right? It's just you start thinking about everyone else in your life. And I started thinking about my father and my relationship with my dad. And Kobe Bryant had his daughter who was walking in his footsteps. They were going. It was like an every, it was just an everyday occurrence. We're going to her basketball game. Going to his daughter's basketball game. That's something he would just normally do. And then they both passed away together. You just never know when it is your last day here on earth. Make every day count. Make every day count. We say life is too short and it is so true. Life is way too short. Okay? So my condolences goes to his wife, Vanessa. They just had a baby. The baby's seven months old. You know, he has three other daughters. You know, everyone else who lost their life on that plane. It was such a tragedy. And my condolences goes out to the family and everyone affected by this loss. Los Angeles, NBA fans. Who has who watched this man play for the L.A. Lakers? I'm from L.A. Watch him play for the L.A. Lakers, breaking records left and right for 20 years, winning five championship rings. Inspirational, okay? A great father, a great father, who loved his daughters, who was teaching them the way. He didn't have sons. He's like, whatever. You know, his, his daughter was interested in the sport. He's like, I'm going to teach my daughter. And because I'm teaching my daughter, now I'm becoming a WNBA ambassador. Like, he just went all in for his children. Be inspirational. So, And that's just him being a father. So you can be inspirational in whatever you're doing in your daily life. You can be inspirational. You are inspirational. I am inspirational. Say that again to yourself. I am inspirational. Leave your mark. Leave your legacy. Do something great today and every day. Inspire someone else in your life. Inspire the next generation. Just try to leave an impact as best as you can by just being a great person. Just be you. Just be you.
All right. And being and being yourself also means knowing who you are and knowing your passion and knowing your purpose. So in order for you to be more inspirational and impactful, you have to know your purpose and what drives you and what you should really do in your life. And so that's what we're talking about today, how to find your purpose, have an amazing guest coming in next. All right. I am so excited because I have Shelly Mache on the line. She is a speaker. She is a coach. She's the author of 70 Days of Happy Life is Better yeah. When You Smile. And she is a certified life purpose coach dedicated yes. to the empowerment of women. Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be able to share this platform with you. Every time someone reads those couple of things, you know, speaker, author, I, I get excited, not because I'm about the accolades, but because I look at everything that that I do as a way for me to be able to, to pour into other people and pour into women. And it, it just it excites me every time. I, yes. I'm giddy. <laughs> yes. Like, like, dang, I did that. I'm doing that. <laughs> now, we know each other from the Rooted for Life Mentoring Organization, uh, I was a mentor for your organization for a few years, and now you are. Yes. Yeah. You know. You know. I mentor your daughter. Yes. Yes, you <laughs> did. Okay. People don't know. We go. We go back a little bit. Okay. We go way back. Um, so, but in a way, you're still mentoring. You're mentoring women. You're helping people. Yes. Find their purpose. Now, this is. Yes a true buzzword right now. Everyone's talking about purpose. And I feel like people think it's what they do. Like it's their career. Like, oh, I'm a radio personality. So that's my purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. believe that's true. So please explain to people what is purpose and how to find purpose. You know, um, I'm so glad that you said that, Ashley, because a lot of times what we don't get, especially us as women, and I say that because I'm a woman and I fall into that, we get trapped into titles and we think that mm -hmm. titles are our actual purpose. So we get trapped into the title, wife, mother, um, c career woman, you know, nurse, whatever it is, we get trapped into that title. And so what we don't understand is being a mother is not necessarily the quote, quote, purpose, but the purpose that has been embedded in me is to be a nurturer. And so what happens is we stop nurturing because we no longer have small children and we feel like, okay, our purpose is done. We've raised our children, mm. but it goes so much deeper than the titles that we have on ourselves. And so when you look at purpose, purpose is not about the title that you have. Purpose is about what you've been destined right. to do. Purpose is about what wakes you up in the morning. Purpose mm -hmm. is that thing that you say, I would do this if I never received a dime. The payment is for me to know that I have poured into someone else the way that I was supposed to. If that means giving cookies to kids on the block because you know they're hungry, mm -hmm. that's purpose. Mm -hmm. If it means opening up your backyard on the weekends to keep kids off of the street because their parents have to work, that's purpose. Mm -hmm. So I think we look at purpose in this big grand, like, you know, am I saving, you know, hundreds of people in the OR? And right. that's purpose too, because your hands are, are purposeful. And what you decided to do is take what God has given you and turn it into life for someone else. So that's my, my own, you know, um, 
bootleg version of purpose <laughs> is when you can take <laughs> what God has given you and turn it into life for someone else. Mm, I like that. Like, go girl. You know, this is. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this was, but this was me sitting with myself and talking and trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing? And mm -hmm. go girl is something I probably say this almost every episode, but it's something that's hunted my spirit for about 13 years. And then See? I finally am doing something with it. And so many other great things are happening. Actually, it happened right around the time that I um, became a mentor for your mentoring program. Right before that, wow! Right before that, I was talking to God and praying about, you know, wanting to mentor, wanting to help women, and I still didn't know what that looked like. But the words "go girl" came to me. I didn't know what to do with it at that at that time. And then Brittany, uh, someone that I know from high school, and she knows you as well. She just happened to yes, love message Brett, Brett. me, message me on Facebook out of the blue. Like she and I knew each other from high school, but you know, not so close that we talked mm -hmm. a lot. So she didn't have my number or anything, but she just randomly messaged me like, Hey, you know, I know someone who's starting a mentoring program. I think you'd be great. You know, let me connect you two. And then you and I connected and it's like, right yes. then I started serving my purpose, doing what I want, which is to help other and women. You were, and you were a natural, you were a natural. Oh, thank you. Thank you know, tell you, tell you a little, a, a little secret, you know, I, after I talked to you the first time, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep her for myself. <laughs> she gets to mentor my daughter. You did. It was so unfair. <laughs> it was so unfair because I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be such a great mentor. And I was like, okay, so I think you should mentor my daughter. <laughs> Because you did have like more students in there, but yeah, you did, I did. for Brie, your daughter. That's so funny. Well, thank you. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. No, thank you. You will never know how instrumental you were. And even just speaking on that as far as purpose, I did that particular program, I want to say about five years, seven years, I can't remember, but I did that maybe a little bit shorter. But I did that program for a few years, and on the outside, it was purpose. Um, students were coming. We were doing things in the community. It was starting to gain a little traction, you know, mm -hmm. after a few years. But every day when I got up, there was no life in me for that. Mm -hmm. And so I would get up and I would prepare things for these kids. And, and I really love doing that, you know, preparing it. I love when their eyes would spark. I love when they would find things. But when I walked away, I was just like, something is missing. What is it? Right. And I remember praying and I was like, God, what is it? I, I'm doing, I'm doing something good. I'm giving back. I'm, I'm, you know, pouring in. This is what I, I enjoy doing. And I remember God saying, you're doing the right thing before the wrong um, people. Mm -hmm. And my whole passion was for women. And so when I said all that to say this, just because you're doing something good, just because you're doing something that people are benefiting from, it doesn't mean that that's what you were designed to do. So God was so good to me because he allowed me to be in purpose. I was in purpose. I was just in purpose for the wrong group. Right. I was supposed to be in purpose 
for women. And so when I was able to step into purpose, the purpose itself felt right, felt good, but I knew that something was off about it. And when I was able to do my first conference for women mm. and put that together, I was like, oh, yes. thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it felt good. It just huh? all fit. Yes, yeah. it all fit. It just all fit. And from that, I began to say, well, if I was at that point in life, and if I didn't really understand, you know, purpose, what it was, how to get there, how to break it down, if I didn't get it, how many more of my women, of my fellow women, how many more of them are sitting around wondering, why do I not feel fulfilled? Mm -hmm. What's going on? I'm in the position where I believe that I'm supposed to be. So I decided if I was able to get this, I want to be able to take it a step further and give this back to other women as well, which is why I became a life purpose coach, because I believe that purpose is life. And when you find purpose, you, you find life, you find a brand new side of life. Yeah. It's like everything is presented to you right after you make that decision. Like, okay, this yes. is what I'm going to do. This is what feels good to me, you know, giving back to women mm -hmm. and find their purpose. This is what I need to do. And then it's like, you know, then you have the conferences, then you have, you know, your YouTube. Yes. Like every idea just comes to you, right? Yes, you are so right. Once you open up that one little can to say, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Now, all of the things that you've been fighting with, all of the things that you've been thinking about, even all the things that you've been scared of, mm -hmm. you find out, oh, this is why, because there's a grand, you know, there's a, there's a bigger reason. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we're afraid of purpose and that's not a bad thing. Actually being afraid of purpose is kind of one of the things that can let you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. Now, not all the time. Sometimes fear is to stop you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you need to know the difference. Right. <laughs> but a lot of times when we're afraid of something, it's because we're afraid of the, of the unknown. We're afraid that people are going to look at us differently. We're afraid that we're going to fail at it. Not we're afraid because it's cautionary, but because we don't want to be looked at as a failure. Yeah, what we don't get a lot of times is in order to get to the success, I kid you not, you're going to have to stumble. It, there's just no way around it. I can't think of one success that I've had without learning curves or, quote, quote, failing in between. Mm -hmm. And how did you get through that, the failing part? Lots of tears. Yeah. Lots of tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean that people think that I'm kidding, but I'm not lots of tears. I think we're in the position where we feel like if we don't allow ourselves to um, break down for a minute, cry, be confused, not understand. I think we, we look at those things as weaknesses and that's not a weakness. When I throw my hands up and, and I allow myself to just come down and sometimes I just have to sit down, you know, in a tub of nice hot water and just, just drown some tears. Mm -hmm. But what that does is it cleanses where, what I need at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so now I can actually think a little more clearly. Sometimes in frustration, I need to end the day. I just need to end the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good night, everybody. Good mm -hmm. night. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. Bye. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I need to regroup. So a lot of times when I got to the point of, of stumbling, of failing, of not knowing what to do, I really did have to just end my day, step back, allow myself to cry. Sometimes I had to give myself one day of nothing. Mm -hmm. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't work on it. Leave it alone. 
Mm-hmm. And those are the days when it's like, oh, did you try this? Mm. Oh, did you call that person? Maybe they have this, this, that. Right. Because when we get too, when we get too crowded, you know, when when we um when we allow our minds to just become too too clouded with everything that's going on, you'll never be able to hear the direction that you need to take. Right. It just doesn't happen. Because some people will sit mm-hmm. in their failure for so long that it will mm-hmm. confuse them, and they mm-hmm. they would just sit on those negative thoughts for so long that yep. they don't see the exactly. way out of it at all. So how do and you? You're not get even in the position it? to hear. Right. I right. think you have to. I think you really have to acknowledge. Number one, that's the first thing in everything. Without acknowledgement, there's no healing. And so you really have to acknowledge, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I see no way out. This is where I am right now. I don't see how I'm going to be able to start my Go Girl podcast. I don't see how I'm going to be able to do this conference. I don't have the money for this. I don't have this for that. When you see that everything is starting to become frustrating, you really need to step back at that moment. So you need to find what are the triggers that frustrate me. And I know for myself, the trigger for me is I just have a hard time with simple things not moving smoothly. So when simple things don't go right, that frustrates me like big time. Because I'm like, the hard stuff I can handle. But why is my zipper not going up? Right. (laughs) Right. Uh So, So I know that small things that don't run smooth irritate me. So when a lot of small things happen that are beginning to irritate me, I go, okay, trigger time. Let me step back because I'm I'm starting to get frustrated about a lot of things. So now the small things are making me mad. So let me just step back for a moment. Let me shut down. Uh, Let let me take 35 minutes to an hour to watch some comedy on TV. Let me watch some funny videos. Mm -hmm. I need to literally step away. So you have to know what are your triggers? What are the things that frustrate you to the point of your mind shutting down? Mm Mm-hmm. And when you find out what those triggers are, then you need to say, now, what am I going to do to relax those things? Mm -hmm. And for me, like I said, when I need to relax, I'll turn on some I Love Lucy. Yes. Because that's what's going to make me calm down, girl. Yes. I love Lucy. (laughs) That's going to make me calm down. That's going to make me laugh. That's going to make me be like, okay, it's not that serious, Shelly. We could get back to this. What are the things that calm you? Make a list of those things. Make a list of your triggers. And when you find that trigger, go, go to your calm place. But what we do is we think that we can just do things when it happens. No, you need to map this out. You need to be able to say, hey, this is my trigger. Just like I was able to go, oh, small things that don't go right. That's my trigger. So now what will I do when that trigger happens? And I have a list of things. Oh, okay, this is what I do when I get my trigger because we have to work at it before it becomes a habit. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I know my calming points now, so I don't need to look at my list. But in the beginning, when I'm all mad and stuff, I'm not thinking about how to calm down. Right. So I literally have to, would have to go to my paper and be like, what's my calming point? Okay, <laughs> let me turn it off some loose feet. <laughs> right. What I got to do before I knock this person out? What right. do I have to do? Exactly. <laughs> what do I need to do so that nobody catch this tongue lashing? Right. What's my calm place? <laughs> Right. So uh, I, I, I totally get it. Like I tell people, 
you know, find time to just laugh, <laughs> you know, take your breaks if you need yes. to, you know, we can become you so overwhelmed to. and stressed. I'm that person. I would do, try to do so much. And then I'm overwhelmed. Then I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. And then exactly. Then I'm like, oh, but I miss it. Like, where's where's Girl? I miss her. <laughs> so and then and then it's who does it benefit? It doesn't benefit you because you really love it. It don't benefit right. us because we trying to listen to it. Right. Girl, you should hear. I have a couple listeners and my mom, like, when are you coming back with your podcast? I'm like, okay, my bad. I'm back. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's so, when you know you make an impact. I love yeah. it. Through those moments, though, where you feel like, okay, you failed, you cried, you, you're watching Lucy oh, now to get mm-hmm. better, you know, what keeps you going and, mm-hmm. and knowing that, okay, like, this is bigger than me. I have to keep at it instead mm-hmm. of how some people might just give up or quit. What keeps you going? What gives you that hope? You, you know, if I've done the entire process, to be honest, if I've done the entire process and I know that this is purpose, then that in itself is what makes me get back up. Because if I don't do what I've been called to do, somebody stays in bondage because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I never want another woman to not know herself, not love herself, not um, find, find her worthy points because I was over here wallowing and licking my wounds. Mm -hmm. So you stay in a cage I have the key and I'm going to hide the key because I'm unhappy. Hmm. Boo-hoo, Shelly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not fair. And so, yes, I, I, I may throw, you know, throw the towel in. I may throw it in for uh, a day, a week. I don't know, maybe a couple of, uh, a couple of months if it's something really, really serious. Yeah. But when I, and I, I don't even think I've ever gotten to a couple of months, to be honest, even with um, Rooted. Again, when I was just so frustrated, I kept doing it, but I went to God in prayer because I was like, what's, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. So even that, I didn't throw the towel in for a couple of months, but I noticed that I was doing what I was doing, but it wasn't benefiting my students because it wasn't done out of, out of genuine love. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes, absolutely. You know, so I, I was still giving to them. I was still giving my all to them, but mm-hmm. I know that it was unfair because I know that the what what it takes. I know the the love that you need to give. And although I wasn't doing anything different in my actions, my inner being knew that mm-hmm. it was not fair. Mm-hmm. It was it was not right to not give them a genuine love. I didn't dislike any of my students. I love all my students, but mm-hmm. I just knew, no, Shelly, this this isn't fair because you're not giving all of you because something is just not right. And so when I began to look at things that way and say, somebody out there, because God hasn't moved you from this yet, so that means that there's still some women that need something from you. Mm -hmm. And so if you continue not to show up, they continue to stay in bondage. Is that fair? It's just not fair. I got to talk to myself, Ashley, and I have to talk to myself, and I have to be like, girl, get up. You're playing. Get Go. Go. Who are you telling? I'm in the same exact way. Okay. I have to give myself like three seconds of gangster tears and then it's like girl this way. Get your emotions intact and get back up and work. Right? There are so many women to help out here. Have have your time. Have your time. Have your time. Sit down. Wallow. Break. Cry. 
yell, scream, whatever it is that you need to do. And then after you're done, you know, put put a little put a little Band-Aid over it. Mm-hmm. Rub it a little bit and then wrap it up and say, okay, as I'm healing, I need to go out here and work so that I could be able to continue to heal others. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really fortunate, too, that I have um, a husband and kids who be like, okay, you finished? Mm-hmm. And it may sound very rude, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it may sound rude, but really it's the best thing for me. You they're know? holding you accountable. So they be like, they're holding me accountable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I find it to be funny, but I've literally laid on both of my daughter's shoulders at one time or another mm-hmm. and, and have just cried. Mm-hmm. And um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that I have children who not only I get to console, but sometimes they look at me as a person and not their mother. Mm-hmm. And so when they take off the mom glasses and, oh, my mom does this, my mom does that, and they put on the person glasses, then they actually become comforters for me sometimes. Yeah. And I, I'm really I'm really blessed to be able to have that. My my oldest has wiped my tears. Mm-hmm. She has, you know, spoken life into me. She she has uplifted me, you know, mm-hmm. and she stood by me and watched me fall down and watched me get up. And my youngest has done the same. So mm-hmm. it's really been it's really been a blessing. And that's that goes to show how much you are as a woman, as a great mother as Aww. well. And as Aww. great as I am as a mentor. <laughs> Wonderful mentor. Okay, and I'm you know, telling you said, I'll be like, Ashley says she was a part of this. You know, I instill <laughs> that in the Otis to do, you know, I'm just kidding. But no, that, that just shows. <laughs> Ashley worked that. You worked that, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> that goes to show how great of a person that you are, you know, and how open you are with them because um, like some parents, have that where it's like, no, I'm the parent, you're the child and everything. I'm blessed also to have amazing parents where I feel like I see them as a person and we help each other, right? And Mm -hmm. we're there for each other. And if I'm crying, they have my back. If they're crying, you know, I have their back. And it's so so beautiful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thing? When you're able to take off the the parent glasses, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, whoa, I remember when um, my mother actually became a person to me. And I was like, what's, what's the problem here? You're my mother. Why, you know, why all this? Why all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it actually gave me a new perspective and a better perspective because, number one, it allowed me to take her off of the pedestal. Take your mother off the cross. Stop. Right. She can do wrong. She's a person. She does hurt. She's a person. Mm-hmm. She does get frustrated. She's a person. She, you know, she's just like you. We, we are, we're people. Give her that opportunity to just be human. And when I was able to do that, I really was able to, to see her differently and, and look at her differently and smile even more with her and understand that she's going to slip sometimes too. She's going to fall sometimes too. She wants somebody to help lift her up sometimes too. Why, why shouldn't that be me? Why do I have to send her out to somebody else for somebody else to pour life into her, right. to hug her, to let her know that she's wonderful and, and beautiful? It shouldn't just have to come from me, her daughter. It should come from me, her fellow woman, too. Yes. We're having a human experience, right? Like, we're all exactly. going through this journey. We're all connected. We all have feelings and emotions. And just because someone is a parent doesn't mean they can't 
show or be vulnerable with their children, right? Yes. Okay. And I think we take that away from them. I think as children, we take that away from them. And I think as society, we take it away because we say, when you become a parent, then you're this, you're this. Mm -hmm. When you become a parent, blah, blah. And we take the the vulnerability side away from them. We take the, the fragility away from them. We take, like you just said, the human side away from them because we stick them to their title. Right. And that's just not fair. It's so unfair. But I'm glad your daughters are there for you like that. Your husband, your family is amazing, by the way. Yes. You guys are so cute. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, he's he's very supportive. And again, it's just, it's a blessing because you do have couples, you know, where you just don't have that support on, on either side. Mm-hmm. So it really is a blessing to be able to say we have this small little family, you know, mother, father, two kids, this small little family. And we really do um, think that it's important that we that we be there for each other and support each other to the best of our of our ability. We're not going to get it right every time because we've allowed ourselves to be human. So we don't drop the ball. It, you know, it's it's not going to run well sometimes. You know, you're not going to make it to everything and you may not even support in the way that I wanted you to, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we support each other and we're going to find a way to make that dynamic work again. As it should. I love it. So speaking, speaking of support, what about when we're thinking about our purpose and we want to transition and do something different? How can yes. we not think about what others would feel about this new thing that we're going yes. to do? Right. Can I be completely transparent with you? Please do. We we are going to think about it. So when we walk around saying, oh, don't care what people say, da, 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 shut up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop the lie. You do care what other people say. That's why you're asking. Right. Mm-hmm. You do want to know if people are going to follow you. That's why you're researching. Stop with all of the, I don't care what people say. You know, it's a, I, I don't care about the hate. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we have that part clear, you do care. We all care. That's why we spend so much time trying to help others learn how to speak life into themselves. Because if we don't learn how to speak life into ourselves and we take what everybody else says, we'll never understand us. So let's just put that, that falsehood aside. We all care about what people say. Here's the key. You only need to care about what, what the people who love you genuinely say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the difference now. And when I say that, sometimes that's not even your family. Your family, sometimes they're not the ones who love you genuinely and want to see you succeed genuinely. Mm -hmm. So now the thing is, where is my group? Where's my group of men? Where's my group of women that actually want to see me succeed, that actually give me um, constructive correction? Mm-hmm. that actually see where I'm going and who can say to me, you know what, Shelly, I, I see what it is that you're trying to do, but it's not quite there yet. Okay, Shelly, I, I see that you're becoming frustrated. Um, you're getting a little bit sloppy or, you know, I see that you're, that you're going off a little bit and you're not following the purpose that you told me mm-hmm. that you were created for. So what can I do? There are a couple of girlfriends that I have in my life that literally – I can call and I can say, hey, can we do coffee? And they will get in their, in their phone. What, what, what do you need? What, what do you need? Mm-hmm. 
and I can go and I can bounce ideas off of them. I can tell them um, my frustrations. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who actually say, well, have you thought of this? Well, maybe you should do that. Well, maybe you shouldn't do this. Well, what if we do that? We all need that sounding board, but we need the right one. So should you care about what people say? Not from the people who don't genuinely care about you. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You should be looking right at them and be like, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. But you should care when someone who knows your heart, who understands you, who wants to see you succeed, and who you have decided that they're going to be your accountability partner, you should care about their genuine concern, which means that they're going to be the ones supporting you. They're going to be the ones to tell you when you're on the right track, the wrong track, how to correct it. And it's going to be up to you to accept that support. We think of support as, you know, you like everything that I do. That's not real support. Real support is me telling you how to put yourself on that track Mm -hmm. to get what it is that you want. I can be your cheerleader all day long, but right. if I'm not being honest with you, then that's not really a great support system. Right. That's just a yes man behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You and we have that. enough of those. We, okay. we really do. Mm-hmm. Don't need that. <laughs> we need some real people that are going to be, you know, honest with us and that are going to be lovingly honest with us. Honesty doesn't mean that I'm going to always agree with it, but you can be respectfully honest with me and I can take it or I can leave it. That's that's my choice to do. But if you're a real supporter, then you're going to look at all sides of it and you're going to be honest with me about what's going on. I like that you said lovingly honest and respectfully honest. That's yes, real, you know, because you have to be able to take that honesty. So take yes. that con- that correction and do what you will with it. But know that people are looking right. after you sometimes. They're not just hating on you with you, especially the exactly. people that you, you trust. <laughs> They're just being honest with you. Right. They want to see better for you. Yeah. Right. So if this is the person who you trust, when they tell you something now, why are they all of a sudden a hater? Right. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you this idea is not executed well, why? Oh, you're just hating. But you just said that you trust their opinion. Mm -hmm. You trust their ideas. You trust them with your with your heart and to be able to let you know right and wrong that they see. But now they're a hater. Again, it's on us if we want to take it or not. If I say that you're my accountability person and I trust what you see and then you tell me what you see and I decide not to take it, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. You've mm-hmm. done your job as a friend. Mm-hmm. And, and so, that's the end of it. And so you talked about friends and real friends and bouncing ideas off of each other. When it comes to your purpose, how can people mm-hmm. really tap into themselves and know exactly what? their purpose and their passion is then does it go back to childhood or your skills your likes your mm-hmm. dislikes like how exactly mm-hmm. can because like you said with you you had the mentoring program but something still wasn't clicking with mm-hmm. me and radio like I knew I love speaking and talking to people but for some reason I connected more with the the female audience I wanted to get involved with the female organizations and mm-hmm. it was still me being passionate about helping women so how can mm-hmm. people really tap in to realize, okay, what exactly is it that is my purpose and passion? Well, what, here's one way that you can, and it starts simply. I know it sounds cliche, but it does start as simple as, what do I like? 
And and not something that you have to think about. Not something when you sit down and be like, okay, what do I like? Do I like rollerblading? Do I like no, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I mean something that's really simple. What do I like to do? I like to talk a lot. That's right. very simple. Mm-hmm. What do what do I like to do? I I like to sit outside. That's simple. Mm-hmm. I like watching the sunset. That's simple. What do you like to do? Just make a list of 10 things. Don't think about it. What do you like to do? I, I like to watch TV. Great. Wonderful. Write those things down. Write down 10 things that you just like to do. Out of those 10 things, look at them and ask yourself, why do I like to do that? Mm-hmm. What do I get out of that? So if you enjoy watching TV, ask yourself, why do I like to watch TV? Mm-hmm. What do I like about watching TV? It could be, it relaxes me. I just love comedy. I like to, I like to be able to, to see if I can tell the difference in the set when they change from this scene to that scene. Mm-hmm. You will be surprised how many filmmakers came out of just watching TV mm-hmm. because they saw something while they were watching TV and they were like, oh, wow, she had a pancake here and something there. And that led to them going, I want to be on the set so that I can see this up close. Right. Because now I see it on TV and this is why I enjoy watching TV. So write down three reasons of why you enjoy those things. And then after you figure out why you enjoy those things, ask yourself, does this bring me happiness? Mm -hmm. Does it make me calm? Is it something that I do without being paid? What's my feeling that I get from it? Mm. And after you do all that, pick one or two of those things and start doing it more regularly. Mm-hmm. And see what it feels like. See, people think that purpose just gets dropped on you. No, sometimes purpose is a little bit of digging. Yeah. Because if purpose was that easy that it just got dropped on us, then all of us would know. Sometimes it takes a little digging and it starts with something as simple as what do I like? Why do I like it? And what do I feel like when I do it? How does it make me feel? Mm -hmm. And then pick two of those things, just two, and do it a little bit more. Because what you will find is if I do it a little bit more, I'm either going to enjoy it more or I'm going to be like, girl, this is stressful. Mm -mm." Right. <laughs> oh no, this take up too much time. Right. Uh, I have to think too much to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so then you'll know, okay, well, my purpose is not locked to this. This is yeah. just something that I enjoy doing. So now let me go back to my list and grab something else off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to begin to find out more about yourself. You're going to begin to find out more about your likes, your dislikes. And then what's going to happen is when I find that one thing that I really do like, And, you know, and I'll just take the example of cooking. Okay, I enjoy cooking. Why do you enjoy cooking? Because I love finding new recipes and and testing out new recipes. How does it make you feel when you cook? It makes me feel excited and happy. I love it because I want somebody else to be able to do it. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook two more times a week and see what it is. Oh, okay, yeah, I really do like the cooking. Okay, I really do like finding ideas. I really do like finding recipes. Well, what I really like is being able to create my own stuff. I like mixing Mm -hmm. different things together. Well, from that, now what you're going to do is I'm going to start mixing different things together. You know why? Because I found out that this is the part of cooking that I like. I don't just like having the food. I like actually mixing and finding my own recipes. Mm -hmm. So now what you're going to find is, ooh, that's something I love. 
I love to find my own recipes and mix my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And the joy that I get out of it is that I've seen something new that I do. So now I'm going to take that, and for my cooking, I'm going to go into something deeper. Now I want to go ahead and and, and do snacks for different schools and things like that because Mm -hmm. I found that I enjoy these different recipes. So it just goes from one thing, and then we take a little deeper, and then we take a little deeper. But sometimes we just need somebody to ask the right questions and help formulate that and direct us in it because it's already in there. Sometimes we just need someone to help pull it out and help it make sense. I love those exercises that you gave. Write down 10 things, write down three whys for each of those things, Mm -hmm. and then write how you feel, which I think is super, super important. Anytime that I don't do anything with Go Girl for a while and I come back and do something, I'm like, ooh, this feels so good. You know, I'm excited about it. So really think about how you feel. Feel. There are other jobs that I've how had. Does, how I'm does like, it make you feel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that was important. the issue with rooted, with rooted for Life. It wasn't that I wasn't doing what I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. but how it made me feel was, was ah, it's something missing. I don't enjoy yeah. getting up to do it here. I enjoy the work, but something is not clicking. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go back and go, okay. Well, who is it that you really love working with? I have to break it down again. You love what you're doing. You love being able to put programs together. You love who do you like, but you don't like putting it together for the youth. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's where it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to get that little key, that's the part that has kept me going. Yep. Because now it all made sense. Mm-hmm. Now, even when I look back and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm crying. But if I stay away from it, I'm like, oh, I miss some women. Yes. <laughs> oh, I need to do an event. <laughs> right. You miss it so much because you're serving a, a higher purpose. Purpose. Yes. <laughs> it's not about you. It's all about what yes. God instilled in you. And when you're using yes. that gift then it makes you feel really good because you're doing something that's bigger than, you know. It's bigger than. Mm -hmm. And I I get to be a small part of helping somebody else find breakthrough in what I did. I get to be a little part of that. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is so rewarding that I get to be that tiny little part of helping you find life, which is helping you find who you are so you could walk in purpose. That's the other little key that we miss when we're looking at purpose. You'll never really be able to walk in purpose until you're able to walk in self. And what I mean by that is, if you don't feel worthy, if you have low self-esteem, if you've been torn down mentally, you will never have enough in you to chase purpose. So we have to come back to self first. We have to come back to who are you? How can I pour life into you? You are my fellow woman. How can I give to you? Mm-hmm. Once I help put you on the path of self-love and, and self-responsibility and understanding who you are, now we can walk into who you were created to be. Because you'll never find who you were created to be until you find who you are. You got to find yourself first before you can help someone else, mm-hmm. right? You, ha- you have to. Mm-hmm. How can you help me when right. you don't know you? Mm-hmm. That's the word. And that's why so many of us are dying inside because we're so busy trying to do other things and we haven't even done for ourselves. Mm. You haven't even healed you 
to the point of where you can go and help someone else. We we have to work on who we are first. Mm-hmm. And as and it's okay. You can still walk with somebody else as you're healing, but if you never recognize the fragile areas in your life, the only thing that you're going to end up doing is cutting someone else and bleeding on them as you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. It all, yeah, it all wraps up with each other. Finding purpose starts with finding you. That's perfect. That's a quote. I'm going to use it on um, ah, the page. <laughs> you, you're so funny because so I just said that to myself. I said, oh, that's my next one. Finding purpose. <laughs> right. That's, that's the quote I'm going to continue. We're going to be doing the same thing because I just said to myself, oh, oh, that's so great. I have to use that for my next quote. <laughs> Well, of course, I'm gonna, you know, say it's from you when I when no, I. Post. But it's so funny. Yeah. But it's so funny that we both have that same that way. <laughs> Like we're over here talking, and we're still thinking about future work. Like, ooh, that's a good post for social media. Okay. Like, oh, that's what I. That is so funny. That is hilarious. Living in I our was just about to say that. <laughs> you know, that's see. <laughs> well, I keep, uh, you know. See, you, we walking in it. We walking in it. Right. We we walking in it. We're like, okay, that's going to be good for the future for other women. They oh. do that too. We got this. This is what we're doing. Yes. Oh, we're, that's so funny. I love it. I, um, I want to ask you one more question. I know you have this book. Seven yes, ma'am. Happy life is better when you smile. And I know on your yes. website you have, uh, I believe, five happiness habits. Can you tell us at least? two happiness habits for people because so many people do find happiness in others or in what they're doing mm-hmm. their job but they're not mm-hmm. happy really with mm-hmm. themselves please give us uh let's do two tips on happiness habits yes yes one of the happiness habits that you need to be able to have is to start your day in meditation or prayer before you start your day. And I know it seems very simple, but what we do a lot of times is we get up, we hit the alarm clock, we start moving. We don't give ourselves a, a chance to say good morning. Mm-hmm. We don't give ourselves a chance to to gather our thoughts. We don't give ourselves a chance to do anything. We wake up with work on our mind. That work is not going anywhere. Right. Wake up with you. Wake up with you. That's a habit we all need to learn, to wake up with you. That means get up in the morning before you step out of bed. Just say, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day. And Father God, I ask that you would just keep your hand on me today and that the Holy Spirit will guide me. If you don't believe in prayer, you still should be grateful for getting up. Right. Can you just sit in the bed and just say, this is a brand new day, and I refuse to allow anyone to tear down this beautiful day that I have stepped into. Give yourself that five minutes to just do breathing exercises. Inhale, exhale, and then get up and start your day. Mm -hmm. You will really notice the difference. And in you being able to go throughout your day to be more calm and to really be able to execute through your day a little bit better. So that's my first happiness habit. Start your day with you, not with social media, right? not checking your emails, not with music. Start with you. And then my second tip for being able to have a, a happiness habit is own your own space. And what I mean by that is 
Don't allow people to come into your space with crazy. Don't allow people to come into your space with silliness. Know your, know your triggers so that you can own your space. If one of your triggers is people speaking loudly to you, know that. So when somebody comes into your space and they don't know how to properly speak to you, you can say to, you can say to yourself, okay, my space is being invaded with something that I'm not cool with. So now you are able to say to that person, I understand that you're upset. I understand that you're having a hard day, but I can't receive anything that you're saying because you're saying it in a manner that just that's disrespectful towards me. So I want to be able to hear you. I want to be able to address what it is that you're upset about, but I just need you to bring it down just a little bit so that we can have a conversation. That's owning my space. Mm. I didn't have to become irate with you. I didn't have to give back to you what you gave to me, but I was firm enough to say I won't accept that or receive that in my space. You can cuss, flip, trip, and do everything you want outside, but when you come into my space, this is how I'm going to be able to receive what it is that you're trying to express. Yes. So own your space. Set those boundaries. Own your space. And do it respectfully. Owning your space, you know, we get it mixed up. People, oh, I keep it 100. No, you keep it rude. That's what you do. So we hide, we hide behind those little sayings because when you really own your space, you don't have to do all that. You set boundaries with people. You let them know what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept. And if they choose not to adhere to that, you have a right to remove yourself. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And so when we, be, when, we get, when we begin to practice just those two habits, it puts you in a position of happiness. Well, let me say, I do totally agree with those two happiness habits. Uh, I do wake up and have my morning routine. And I just yes. probably started setting boundaries like a year ago because, <laughs> you know, sometimes. And let you, people know. And it's not, it's not easy, is yeah, it? It's not it's easy. Not, it's, it's very, honestly, it's very uncomfortable because. Can, can we tell the truth? When people always want to talk about set your boundaries, but can we be truthful and honest? It is not easy to set boundaries you have to have a three-step program just to learn how to set boundaries you you hear me right (laughs) like for real it's like oh my gosh how are they going to feel if I say this or exactly you start feeling guilty you start feeling like yes because for a minute like I know with me I could be a people pleaser sometimes. So I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. out of that. Mm -hmm. And with that, it's like, I keep thinking about, well, how is this person going to feel if I say this? And I have to realize, well, how do I feel? Exactly. You know, when my boundaries are being crossed, like how do I feel? I'm responsible for myself. I can't worry about how they're going to feel when I'm setting this boundary. And also when I set this boundary, I'm respecting myself more. And I'm yes. giving that person the opportunity to respect me before I like cut them loose or just be mm-hmm. or something, you know? So setting that balance yes. is important, but yes, it's definitely hard. It can be very hard, but you said something very important. You said, which is something that, you know, I talk about with my, with my own clients when they come and, and sit down with me, but you said something that's so important. You said, we're concerned about how they feel about the boundary, mm-hmm. but how do I feel? Right. And so that is so important. We need to remember why did we set this boundary and how does setting this boundary make me feel? Mm-hmm. What type of empowerment 
does it give me? And I, and you know, and I'm not talking like, oh, I, I feel so big. No, I'm talking about it makes me feel like I'm in control of what goes on around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be in control of you. Right. I'm trying to make sure that I remain in control of me. And I want to make sure that I'm respecting who I am and the woman that I am walking into. We're all evolving. We're all changing. We evolve every single day. So I want to respect the woman that I'm growing into. And I will never be able to grow into the woman that I see unless I create these boundaries. And so that has to be one of our focal points. Boundaries help us grow into the person that we're walking into. And if I never set those boundaries, then other people will actually stop me from becoming that person. Mm, yes, that I feel that. That's very true. Because if we keep letting people yes. take advantage and walk all over us, then yeah, mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to be our best selves. We're still just going to no. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I could I commend you because it's not easy. It's not easy. But it is so worth it once you're able to really stand in it. And I think my biggest thing was, I don't owe you an explanation. I I was real good for that one. Okay, well, the reason that I don't want to go out is because, well, actually, I was going to have to wash my hair. And and I don't owe you all of that. I do not want to go out tonight, but I really do thank you for the invite. Maybe another time. Yes, that was me. You see how simple that is? Right. It's like, yeah, that was me. Uh, I stopped doing things or going places just because someone asked me to. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it. So, you know, no, I that doesn't work feel for like me. It. That doesn't work for me. Or, no, I'm going to pass on that event. But thanks for asking me. It's but thank just, you for asking. Yeah. It's, it's respect is being respectful. You're being, mm-hmm. you're saying no, but with respect, right? So but with respect, I can respectfully decline. And mm-hmm. I think if we begin to understand that saying no is not being disrespectful, because I think, you know, when you're young, you're just taught, you know, be helpful, do this, do that. But nobody ever taught us to have to have boundaries, even just about the things that we don't want to do. It's okay to not want to go outside and play with the other children. Mm-hmm. Don't force your babies to go outside and play with the other children, parents. <laughs> they don't like them. <laughs> right. They feel something in their spirit. Right. Kids know. Kids know better, okay? They don't want to, they don't want no mud pies because you know why? Because they're going to grow up to be a certain type of fashion designer and they don't like that stuff now. <laughs> they don't like it now because right. their future is something else. Don't make them go outside and do mud pies. Just be right. like, okay, you don't want to go play? Is there something else that you like to do? Right. Talk to them. <laughs> children, like we said about the parents and young adults or the parent and the children as they're grown, we have human experiences. Children are also having their own human experience. Yes. yes we're there to guide and teach them and protect them. And yes. whatnot, but let them still have their voice if they say no. Yes. Well, yes. I don't have children, so I can't it's, really speak too much. No, you know. No, you threw that out just perfectly. Yes, let them have their voice. And I'm not saying that, you know, everything a child says you have to go by. You're still the guidance. But what I am saying is let it be some type of a a open door policy, some type Mm -hmm. of a communication. Even a two-year-old knows that he doesn't like peas. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to force him to eat the peas just because we like peas? If you don't like peas, let's let's play with other vegetables. Yes. And see what we can get. 
I need to let my dad hear that part because he's always trying to <laughs> eat lima beans and peas. I'm like, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like, I don't like lima beans. <laughs> I don't like that. But I love other green vegetables. I still, I'm all about my vegetables to this day. I like uh, broccoli and green beans and stuff. I don't oh, like the, me too. The lima beans. Like, why do I have to eat that vegetable? Yeah, what? Not that one. Not that one, Dad. Right. Not that one. <laughs> but for sure, just experiment with it. You know, kids know if they like or dislike something, don't force it. Just unless it's something where you're protecting them or something, of course. Right, but... of course, of course. We Nothing is a blanket. Nothing is a, mm-hmm. is, a, is a cross. So across the board. And of course, every child is different. But yes, we, we as parents, we can, we can you know, let, let them just kind of explore a little bit here and there. Yeah. And, and, and be there to, to guide it, you know, put the... You know, put put the foot down when it needs to be, and let's just let them kind of grow into a little bit. Yeah, grow, and that's and that's the moment where they're probably finding their purpose. Since that's exactly, they're finding their purpose. They're finding exactly. That's that's the moment because most people say, "Oh, people know what they want to do when they're about five, six years old, something like that." I don't know, but I don't know if it's that young, but. You know, when you're young, it's kind of when you're figuring out your likes and your dislikes and mm-hmm. your skills and your your childhood mm-hmm. kind of shapes you. So that's the moment where they are becoming who they might be in the future. So just listen right. to a little bit more. <laughs> you know, go go with it. I tell people all the time, I came out of the womb acting. I, I love to act. Mm, yeah. I, and so I was an only child. So I made up stories. You know, I, I wrote stories. But um, also, I enjoyed writing, but I knew that I never wanted to become a writer. Right. I love to be able to write, to tell stories, to do this, to do that. But I, but my mom always wanted me to be a writer. Do this. You're so good. You're so good. And, and she's, and she's right. I mean, I am good at it. <laughs> but I knew I never wanted to write for money because for me, writing was a pleasurable thing. Writing was um, a way to release. Writing was a calming for me. And if I took writing and put put it behind um, a career, then it took the calm from me. It took away from it being my safe place. And so we also have to look at things like that. Just because, again, just because there's something that I enjoy, it doesn't make it my purpose for me, if I had become a writer, it would have taken the joy away from the writing. Mm, that's good. That's good one. I know like with dancing, I love dance, but that doesn't mean I want to be a dance instructor right. or anything, but it's right. what gives me joy because when you do put the dollar bill or the business behind it, sometimes then you become overwhelmed and you don't want to do that right. thing anymore. We hear so many singers. Mm-hmm who say, oh, they love singing, then they got in the industry, they realize, oh, exactly. I don't, don't want to do this anymore. And then their love for singing goes away when it's like, mm-hmm. maybe that was just your joy. That's how you found your joy. Maybe it was just your joy. Maybe it was just your calm place. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was what you needed when the world is going crazy. Maybe it was never meant for you to be a singer, but maybe it was meant for you to, to be able to have a class for other kids to come and be able to sing and th- because that's their calming place. Mm-hmm. See, there's just so many things that we can do with stuff and everything doesn't have to have, you know, this massive dollar sign um behind it it doesn't mean that it can't be that you just have to be able to know what feeling come with that 
and what is it, what part does it play in your life? And that's why I believe in the list. That's why I believe in starting with the list, because when you can connect emotions to things, I knew, I didn't know enough to be able to put it into words, but I knew enough to know that if I took writing and turned it into a career, I wouldn't be able to turn to it for joy anymore. Mm. I knew that being young. And my mother tried her hardest, do this, do this, do this, do this. And of course, you want to please your parents. But I was just like, "Uh." and to this day, I'm so glad that I stood on that. I wrote a couple of episodes for um, a web series that me and my daughter have. And I loved writing that. Mm. But, But I really believe that I loved writing it because it was never forced upon me to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still don't want to go into a writing room and try to write some stories. Right. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was something you could do in your own time when you wanted to. Yeah. When I want to. And then it brings me joy. Yes. So joy, happiness. I know we talked earlier about two happiness habits. Uh, how can everyone go to your website and find the other three because you have five total and then yes yes I do go to your website to get all five so let's let people yes find you and how to find more happiness habits you can actually find those five happiness habits on my website it's actually a free download and it is at shellymache.com and that is spelled s-h-e-l-l-e-y-m-e-c-h-e-t-t-e And you can find out a little bit about me and and what I'm doing and how much I just enjoy my women. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram as well as I'm on Facebook, just under my name. I like to keep it simple, Shelly Mache, because I will forget. So I just, oh, just just keep it your name Mm -hmm. and they'll find you. (laughs) Simple as that. Uh, Shelly, thank you so much for calling into the Go Girl podcast. Uh, this is oh, a great thank episode. thank you for having me. And I just want to tell you, Go Girl, for being out here helping women to find their purpose. Like, we're going to get it together. And I'm glad that you had that service for other women. So you go, girl. Thank you. You go, girl, and keep on going because you are making a difference. And I am just so glad that I had the opportunity to not only meet you those years ago, but to still be a part of your life. So thank you. Absolutely. And thank you. We've had our conversations over the years and purpose conversations and talks and, yes, you know, all of it. So uh, you've helped me I have, find my way. I have your quote on my, I have your quote on my, your testimonial on my site. I saw that to help me find my purpose. <laughs> she does. She, I, cause you know, I was doing my research. I was doing my research. And I was like, look at me. I was like, go yes. Ashley. And you go Shelly. Yes. Ashley. <laughs> I sure did. I'm like, oh, Miss Ashley, I have to put your testimonial here. You're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for everything. Thank you for calling into the Go Grow podcast. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Now it is time for Music Motivation. motivation. I put the master in the beast, attack you like a beast. I'm starving for victory, and that means I'm going to eat. And when they ask you who's the best, then the answer should be me. I probably messed that all up, but that was a Lil Wayne song titled Kobe Bryant. He made a whole song about Kobe Bryant. The hip hop community loved Kobe Bryant, and he's been uh, mentioned in so many rap lyrics because of his influence, because of his impact, of because of how inspirational 
he is, right? Kobe Bryant has said in many interviews, find your purpose. That's what this episode is about. Find your purpose. Find what makes you happy and do that all the time. And you'll be great. You'll be blessed when you are walking in your purpose, in your truth, in doing what you're supposed to do. And in a way that it is helping to serve other people. Because it shouldn't be about you. It shouldn't be about the money. It should be about what am I doing in my everyday life or just in general where I am inspiring someone else. With those lyrics from Lil Wayne saying, you know, I'm the master in the beast, saying I'm starving for victory and that means I'm going to eat. Like Kobe Bryant was the best. He was the greatest. He, he, he didn't have to starve for any more victory, but he still was because he just wanted to be better than he was the day before. That's all it is. We should never be in competition with other people, only in competition with who we were the day before, in competition with who we were last year. This time last year, you should be totally different than you were last year. I'm so excited that this time last year, I was preparing to create my first episode of my podcast, and now I am on episode 41. What? Consistency. Discipline. And not giving up. Keep going, girls. You got to keep going. You're inspiring someone out there with that smile. You're inspiring someone out there with that spirit. You're inspiring someone out there to be better than they were yesterday. Keep going, girls. Your friends are watching you. Your family is rooting for you. The people on the block, the community, your church, whoever, they are watching you. And don't do it just because they're watching you. Do it because God is watching you. All right? Keep inspiring. Keep being better. In the song, Lil Wayne also says, when they ask you who's the best, then the answer should be me. That's the confidence you should have in anything that you're doing. Yes, I'm the best podcast host when it comes to women empowerment and living and living your best life and loving yourself. I'm going to just claim that. Whatever you're doing, claim you are the best at it. And if you're not, what are you going to do? You're going to keep practicing. You're going to work harder so that you can be the best in your field, in your industry. Keep going, girls. Find that purpose. Find what it is you really want to do. Do it every day. Work towards it every day. Write down your ideas. Do your steps that Shelly mentioned in this episode. Do the steps that you need to do. Ten things you like. Write down why do you like it? How does it make you feel? Okay? And get to work. We got work to do. This man, Kobe Bryant, lost his life at 41 years old. 41 years old. We don't know, girls. We don't know. We don't know when it's going to be our last day. We don't know. But we do know that while we're here, we can still, we can still inspire. All right. He's done so much in his short life. 41 years. Come on. He's done so much. He's done so much. So many people love him. Do so much. Volunteer. Offer to help someone. Even if it's just your one friend, you could do so much for your one friend. You could do so much. For your, your family members or one of your, your parents, you can do so much and leave such an impact on that person. 
Okay, just inspire at least one person. But first, you have to inspire yourself. First, you have to find what it is that you really want. First, you have to find your purpose. All right, girls, get to it. Get on it. You got this. All right. So I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Go Girl podcast. Have to thank my guest, Shelly Mache, for coming on. Please be sure to uh, keep in touch with her. She has so many great things going on on her website and on her social media. Also, I am on Instagram at Go Girl Podcast. Please follow me there. Oh, I forgot to mention. I thank you for the new followers, for the people who are following me from seeing me on Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> I was on Let's Make a Deal and I had the opportunity to shout out Go Girl. First, they said, don't plug your stuff and everything on their paperwork. So I just said, oh, I'm a podcast host. Then Wayne Brady said, well, what's the name, name of your podcast? And I said, go girl. And from there, I got some new followers on social media. So if this is your first time listening, thank you. It was a tough episode because, in you know, talking about death is never easy, but also talking about uh, birth is an amazing thing. The birth of your dreams, the birth of your purpose. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, share. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, and my website, AshleyCaprice.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Please share with a friend. I love you, and I thank you, and I appreciate you, and I'll be back next week, okay? Before we get out of here, though, we, we got to say it all together. I am inspirational. Remember that. You matter. You're important. Have a good day. Go, girl.